and welcome to Way Too Twog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, where I, your host Jeremy, explores the possible repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Come and let's enjoy some tunes. Hello, so this episode we're going to do another look, or take another look at the Drummond Castle manuscript. This is uh, likely from David Young, although it's, I guess, not a guarantee that it's David Young, but it's awfully nice penmanship, which is sort of what I equate uh, David Young with. He was a uh, dancing master and fiddle teacher, uh, well, fiddle fiddle instructor, I think, and just a lovely calligrapher, uh, has really beautiful settings. And there's a couple, there's the Duke of Perth manuscript, and then this Drummond Castle manuscript, and a couple others that have survived as well. Hello, so yeah, this is Jeremy. I'm just actually cutting in from the future after, uh, long after I've recorded and finished editing this entire episode. Uh, when I was getting the tune book together for the Patreon, um, Patreon folks and getting the show notes together, I revisited the date, and throughout this episode you'll hear me uh, randomly speculate about if it's 1733 or 1736 or some random time in the 1730s. I think at some point I even speculate whether or not it's David Young. Um, there's two David Young manuscripts that are on Ross's music page, the McFarlane manuscript and this one, the Drummond Castle manuscript. Um, the Drummond Castle manuscript is the one that uh, David Young made for the Duke of Perth, and the title page actually talks about the Duke of Perth more than Drummond Castle, um, and then it says David Young specifically, so there's not really any doubt that this is David Young based on his name being on the book, and then the date is also uh, clarified to me, so uh, occasionally I have kind of randomly said 1734, 1733, um, but the the issue here, the, the fuzzy bit, is that on the title page it says 1737, but it kind of looks like he says 1734 and it's uh, later on I'll mention that, you know, David Young's U's and N's are exactly the same in his calligraphy. And so I agree. I think I agree with uh, the fine folks at HMS Scott who say it's 1737 because people have misinterpreted that number as a four. Um, anyway, so definitely David Young's manuscript. This is the Drummond Castle manuscript, which is the one that he made for the Duke of Perth. And it happened likely was, was finished in 1737. It's sort of wild that people misread it as 1734 because the seven, like the seven and 17 is exactly the same as the four, you know, as the, the seven at the end, which people have interpreted as a four. So you'd think they would have thought 1434 or 1737 and not 1734. Anyway, 1734, David Young's manuscript uh, made for the Duke of Perth at Drummond Castle, I think is where the... Um, where the manuscript was found is, I think, why it's called the German Castle Manuscript. Anyway, apologies for the confusion and uh, speculating that I'll be doing towards the end of this episode and throughout it when I'm like, I don't know what it's from, or if it's even David Young. It's pretty, pretty definitive if you just look at the title page. Cheers. Let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. Uh, unfortunately, well, I guess not unfortunately, but you can look forward to seeing a lot of cool information about David Young if you are a reader of Common Stock, uh, or if you attended the uh, LBPS Collog uh, recently here. Pete Stewart just did a presentation on David Young, and David Young features pretty regularly in the Common Stock issues in general. But anyway, uh, I've had these tunes recorded for a long time, and I'm really excited to like get them out there. I, I really like David Young's settings. He has a lot of these big variation sets. Um, he seems 
like a, a real obvious contemporary of William Dixon and uh, Oswald and all these people that had kind of big, like the ground melody of melodies that we might recognize now, and then a bunch of really interesting variations. And a lot of them sit very well on Highland pipes, and if not on Highland pipes, certainly on, on whistles and inland pipes and things. So anyway, let's get started with a, a lovely variation setting for the tune Tail Toddle, which I have played often uh, on the podcast and on the albums and things of that sort. So uh, here we go. Here's Tail Toddle. stuff um yeah so it's sort of funny i recorded these shortly after getting the quiet pipe or small pipes and uh yeah i'm still this was sort of what i, I first did to kind of get familiar with them and uh, i'm resisting there to do new takes of all these tunes uh but anyway here the next one is caller reel you'll notice technically this is um the second part of playing the Drummond Castle manuscript way back in season five, episode four, I did the first look at Drummond Castle manuscript. So you can go and check that out. I didn't play too many tunes from it though. I clearly got distracted by, um, kind of playing through some concordances, but I played Athel Bray's Kissed Yesterine, New Bigging, The Malt Man, and Kick the World Before You. And I wound up exploring Kissed Yesterine and, and Braze of Athol quite a lot. So not a ton of uh, young tunes on there. We're going to have quite a few more on this episode here. Uh, anyway, next one is Collar Reel. <laughs> Thank you. 
goodness, what's the rush? Uh, anyway, the next one here is McFarlane's reel. I fear probably another pretty too, pretty pretty fast tune. This is one that uh, definitely has some potential for lots of fun reel settings with some burls and things like that. Yeah, I think that tune in particular, you can hear like the roots of that tune, like and what it's going to do with that. It's fun looking at these 1730 settings of tunes and like how they're going to evolve and develop from that point. Just the the lack of a repeat there. The like that it's just those couple of measures repeated. It doesn't have that uh that we're so used to seeing the the final version, like that's not written in there. I feel like every time I've heard that tune, it's got the at the end of the first part too. Uh, anyway, all right, next one, Inverera Reel. I feel bad, like I know you like <laughs> how to pronounce Inverary is uh, up for debate uh, historically, or not debate, but just uh, as a yank. Uh, I don't know how to do it. Uh, and it's awkward because Inverary is an amazing town, and uh, yeah, I think because Inverary and District are such a popular band, everybody says Inverary in the states, but I think the actual town is pronounced Inverera, um, and you can see that here. There, oh, actually, didn't it change its name or something? I don't, there's something. So many of those uh, various towns, like Campbelltown, right? Like, didn't used to be called Campbelltown. Maybe Inverary also had a new name at some point but anyway if you make your way to scotland get to inverary it's a hell of a town uh anyway here's the inverara reel That's definitely uh, a tune I don't think I'd heard before, and definitely could use some work and some adjustments to feel like it could be a real special tune. You know, actually, let's hear Inverera Reel on Illin Pipes. This is with the C Chanter, a little closer to maybe what it's supposed to sound like. It's definitely, as much as it fits on Highland Pipes or Small Pipes as written, I think I probably should be doing some more funking around with it. But anyway, here it is on Illin Pipes. Thank you. 
Yeah, maybe a little less interesting. I still, I kind of think I prefer it on small pipe. Uh, anyway, here is the Wood of Fivey. <laughs> interesting so yeah that's keep the country bonnie lassie except yeah called the wood of fivey um keep the country bonnie lassie and tail toddle are both on the same set uh on roly poly that's on track two i guess which is a bunch of uh donald mcdonald tunes and eliza ross tunes as a, as a set so anyway let's see if maybe maybe david young has the entire set uh from the 1730s we'll see all right next let us look at what we got four and twenty highlandmen this is a wild one, too. So that's like uh, the Halls of Cromdale is that tune. It's so funny, y'all. I recorded this literally like a month ago, uh, or maybe maybe more than that. Uh, maybe uh, maybe a lot more than that. Oh, it's October now. Yeah, a couple months ago, and I haven't revisited till now. Uh, but yeah, it's also like uh, Oyster Wives Rant. It's kind of that same 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 melody here. So this is fun to revisit these tunes. Um, sorry, this is sort of an informal. Let's just play through some tunes. I love David Young stuff, and this this manuscript was so great. Uh, but I'm also just pinched for time. I'm so pinched for time. Um, I am, uh, like, this episode is coming out, and I will have just closed on a house. Like, we're buying our first house, uh, and it is not uh, not insignificantly horrifying and stressful. Uh, so I was like, well, let's, I've, I've had this David Young episode ready to go for a while. I'll just record this quick and entertain some people, and um, there are a couple... Um, more than a couple of tracks in here that are worthy of making into album um, album stuff, so I wanted to wanted to get it out. So anyway, uh, that's what we're doing. All right, let's look at the next one, which is uh, what what Mickle what Mickle serenades. What is it? Man, it's hard. It's in Scots and it's in the negative and the microfilm. Um, I went through and tried to like figure out what these things were by looking at the inventory. So, uh, or the index rather in the, the PDF. Yeah. What Mickle Sorrow ails you? Anyway, 
Here you go. What mickle ale? What mickle mickle sorrow ails you? Oich, bad at Scots. Very bad. some potential huh uh that's also known as like what the devil ails you and oswald it's definitely a tune i've heard before oh it shows up in vidgers too Ooh, you know if if you're not listening to folk music and having traditional tune archive up uh what are you doing uh anyway i think i'm gonna revisit that melody for the halloween episode because that's that's too good that's some beautiful stuff definitely deserves a an illin pipe take or another bagpipe take anyway Oh, people are home. Uh, All right, well, let's take a break there. Uh, You'll hear me again after some time has passed. All right, next we're going to hear a tune that, uh, again, I actually did additional takes of because I (laughs) I just needed to hear it on Ellen Pipes, too. So uh, anyway, here is uh, Corby Real first on Border Pipes, and we'll do it on Ellen Pipes. Really lovely tune. Here it is on Ellen Pipes, and just because of the way the tune works, I realized it would sound really good with the C chanter going with D drones, so that's what we're doing here. And yeah, lovely, absolutely lovely tune.
that's a pretty cool tune. I'm kind of feeling like should have held that one off for the Halloween episode. Uh, all right, let's get back onto small pipes. This is a tune called Wati Wati Lang or Wati Long. Um, lovely tune on small pipes and definitely one I feel like I've played before. Looking at traditional tune archive, um, it doesn't have a ton of concordances. Lifting of the linen. And otherwise, it's just Wati Lang and like kind of different people doing that. You see it as a stress bay as well, but I play it here just as a reel. I think I've heard it maybe as a as a folk song from like Old Blind Dogs or Battlefield Band or Silly Wizard or something like that. Uh, really a lovely tune though. Anyway, just kind of fun to to play around with. Uh, all right, this next one is Or Bogey, which is another <laughs> like some of these things where you're like I don't know what this is referencing, but I sure like it. Uh, or Bogey with my love. Or Bogey, Boggy Reel uh, shows up as all those things. But um, oh man, this is another one that's in. Uh, Aria de Camera. Hmm. Oh, this is a tune and everything. It's kind of wild when you look up uh, traditional tune archive. Like, there's a lot of Sutherland and Young stuff is on uh, is on traditional tune archive, but it's always uh, exciting to me. Like, it feels like David Young stuff is often the earliest setting we've got uh, for for some of these tunes. But yeah, this shows up in Aria de Camera too, which is a favored. Uh, set of mine too. Ooh, in a really different setting. Well, let's hear let's hear what David Young does with it, uh, or what I did with it, and uh, then maybe we'll revisit some of these other settings.
tell you, the temptation to get distracted by that tune is very real. Uh, so yeah, it's obviously an amazing tune, and the traditional tune archive is vast. And supposedly there's a version in the... I am I am very baffled here. There's a... On traditional tune archive, it says there's a setting from John and, John and William Neal in Dublin, um, and it gives a date of 1726. The, the version of, like... The big book that uh, Irish Traditional Music Archive put out is says 1724. So, like, is there another? Is there a second setting of John and William Neal that I don't know about, or is that just a typo? Looking through my copy, I can't find or bogey in it. Um, but yeah, I think this is definitely going to be a deep dive episode in the future. So I'm just gonna we're just gonna pretend like this didn't happen, y'all. Um, but yeah, that's obviously one of my favorite tunes I've heard. There's so many just solid tunes in this. It's weird. Um, I, I've lamented before about I play too much music and I forget the good stuff that I find. Um, but yeah, that tune, listening back to it for the first time in a month was like, whoa, it's very good. Um, oh, man. James Hogg used it for... <laughs> oh, maybe this will show up in the Halloween episode. Uh, Scott's poet James Hogg employed the melody for his song The Appearance of Cromwell's Ghost on the Eve of the Battle of Culloden and Jacobite Relics, Volume 2. Yeah, okay, well, we might hear this tune very soon. Uh, otherwise, I think it's going to get a deep dive in Season 8. We uh, Anyway, uh, let's move on before I get uh, before I completely fall down this rabbit hole. But yeah, there's like... Supposedly there's Irish settings, there's Area de Camera, like I said, it's in O'Farrell, it's in kind of everything that I like, uh, and I, I was just sh struck by how different the Area de Camera setting is, that like, it's really, the Area de Camera setting is not Highland Pipe friendly, but it is Border Pipe friendly. It goes up to the high B. I guess I could do that on Highland Pipes, actually. Yeah, mm, yeah, we're gonna deep. We're gonna look at this tune again, uh, but not today. Not today. Too busy. Too busy. Uh, oof. Okay. Sorry. Very distractible. So distractible. Uh, let's do next uh, this tune. Another like one that has a huge huge uh repertoire and, and very important in scottish and border music this is up and wore them willy uh, but yeah this is david young setting for it <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm not tempted to do another deep dive of Up and Warm Willie because I think I have done one uh, in like the early days of the podcast. Uh, if nothing else, this tune I played it on the Napoleonic Pipers episode or Fur Trade and Napoleonic Pipers or something. Um, David Young's title for it uh, is Up and Worst Them All Willie, seems like. Um, but yeah, it's clearly Up and Warm Willie. Uh, anyway, let's get on to the next tune. Uh, this one is. Uh, let's skip that one for now and go straight to Because He Was a Bonnie Lad. Another one that feels like I have seen in dozens of places. Apparently, I've only played that tune on the podcast once. Uh, it shows up in Donald McDonald's uh, um, 1828 kind of dance music collection. Um, but yeah, good tune. Solid tune. Been around a while. I know I've seen it in other settings. Uh, all right, this next one uh, is sort of the answer to a long mystery, uh, to me anyway, um, and that is this tune is called Unfortunate Jock. I'll play it, and then we'll check in and talk about it and see if you recognize what is this tune, Unfortunate Jock. <laughs> So yeah, do you recognize it? Uh, I, I first experienced that as a breach of tune uh, that she called Aird's Jig, 
because uh, there's because it exists as a two part, uh, fairly similar to David Young's uh, in in James Aird's collection, but Aird doesn't really give it a title. Uh, and then I was excited when I was playing through Patrick McDonald's collection from the 1780s. He heads it again. Uh, but again, there's no title in Patrick McDonald's collection. Um, James Aird is on the subscriber list for Patrick McDonald's collection. So he certainly uh, had that tune and many of Patrick McDonald's tunes show up in Aird almost note for note. Interestingly, Aird doesn't have the third part uh, that Patrick McDonald has uh, in his collection. Uh, but anyway, this is the first time I've ever found a title with it. So both Patrick McDonald, even the kind of foot, the edited or annotated version doesn't have a title for this tune. But yeah, it's in David Young as the unfortunate jock. Um, so kind of cool. Uh, anyway, here is the three-part Patrick McDonald section, if you don't remember. Such a lovely tune. All right, let's uh, let's pause the wonderful Quiet Piper small pipes for a second and look at some of the other instruments that this music is suited for. So we'll start with a tune that sits really well on Illin pipes. This is called Confederacy. And this next one is called Kirkwood Bright, also on Ellen Pipes. Um, man, David Young's, this is definitely a thing I had to Google, because uh, I assumed that it was Kirkwood Bright, because David Young's calligraphy 
uh, N's and U's are nearly identical, and I didn't realize there was a town called Kirkudbright, so apologies for my ignorance of the town of Kirkudbright in, I think, Dumfries or Galloway, someplace along those lines, but uh, anyway, lovely little tune here for Illin Pipes, Kirkudbright. David Young spent a good amount of time uh, in his life up in Aberdeenshire, uh, where there's certainly a strong tradition of kind of lowland piping, uh, kind of that instrument anyway, cold wind pipes, as it were. Um, so let's check that some tunes out on G border pipes. This is uh, you'll he'll a be welcome back again. This is definitely another one of these tunes that I recognize as a pretty common folk song. Yeah, so that's sort of a tricky one uh, to play on border pipes. It uses the the highest note you can, um, and uh, it's it's a tricky tricky one to get. Anytime they jump up um, that high and kind of there's back and forth where you don't walk straight to the whatever the equivalent is. My brain only thinks of it in D, but it's not D. I guess it's high C. Um, anyway, it can be a little bit of a challenge. All right, this next one, uh, another good tune for border pipes. Uh, again. Uh, kind of a weird spread, but maybe the best title in the book. This is The Old Wife Beyond the Fire. I don't know, it just sounds... There's something I like about that title. I think we also go all the way up to the high C again.
Yeah, pretty fun little tune. It's sort of funny. You should look at, you know, you can look at this manuscript on Ross's music page. You can download the the PDF and and it's really worth looking at just the the bizarre mixture of styles in illustrating. So like Kirkwood Bright has this like really over the top calligraphy for the title. Um, some you'll you'll a be welcome back again is just pretty standard cursive, and then the old wife beyond the fire is just all caps like font or like text like not script or cursive at all. It's just a really weird like what what was he what was he planning the lawn land on you know? Uh, and then this next one we're gonna play is cursive but fancy <laughs> like it's just really uh, whatever he was feeling like like he was experimenting with different approaches and I know. Sometimes, like, that's exactly what's going on. Uh, Unfortunate Jock is another one that's just, like, all caps um, font. And then Up and War Them All a Willy, Up and Worse Them All is in cursive, and Willy is in just, <laughs> it's just a normal script. Like, it's really, it's an interesting thing. But, yeah, looking through, like, 18th century manuscripts and stuff, you see... Uh, I've seen anyway in like fur trade journals where people are clearly experimenting with their signature and flourishes. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's cool to see David Young doing something like that in this, in this manuscript, or maybe that's why there's some debate in the past about whether this was David Young or not, or somebody else, uh, whoever's writing it. If it isn't, if it isn't David Young, I think it's David Young. Uh, anyway, let's do Rob shore in harvest this is you know last week's episode looking at uh, the suitors of selkirk uh, i kind of think that was the episode that i needed more music theory like i to to kind of have a default of how that note is supposed to be played um that sounded good either playing it as a natural or a sharp or whatever or an alternate fingering this is this tune rob shore in the forest or in the harvest is i think a good example of where i feel like yeah it's better i don't know because uh, I really like the melody that I came up with, uh, and it is clearly guided by the notes, but um, I don't think, like, if, if I played this tune for somebody who um, played Rob Shore and Harvest, I think they would be like, what is that? <laughs> like, I needed the notes as inspiration to come up with this, which is, like I said, some of my favorite bit of piping um, from, from this collection. Uh, anyway, here's Rob Shore and Harvest. It seems like there's other settings that are Rob Shears in Harvest, um, or something along those lines. But anyway, here it is, my interpretation of it from David Young.
just such a lovely tune. It, it really reminds me of Hacky Honey, uh, which it shows up on uh, one of the, I think, the Out of the Fire album or something that uh, LBPS put out. I've, I've played it on the podcast before because there's just a really cool recording of it on, um, I think, Border Pipes and Fiddle um, by by some other folks. Um, anyway, look it up, but maybe I'll, uh, just looking at the tunes we have left here, I think I have time to slap in a Dixon tune. So we'll just, here's, here's hacky honey on these, uh, these new small pipes just to kind of remind you and see if you can hear some similarities between Rob Shore and Harvest as well. So be sure to go and check out, it was David Greenberg and Chris Norman's uh, recording. Uh, you can hear it on my podcast on Season 5, Episode 14, which is Fitzmaurice's, uh, Fitzmaurice's, new, Fitzmaurice's new collection of Irish tunes, number one. Um, but yeah, Season 5, Episode 14. It is a stellar, stellar recording. they got a great set going there. Uh, anyway, Hacky Honey. Good stuff. Let's let's get a little bit of a palate cleanser before jumping into another big variation set. Uh, this is another tune that shows up in lots of collections, I think. This is Ranting Highland Man. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, fun little fun little tune there. All right, let's uh, let's close out. We'll end this episode maybe a little bit under time, but not too bad. We're going to finish with another big variation set from David Young here. This is Fettercairn Real. Uh, Fettercairn, probably pronouncing that wrong, but it's a little town or a town anyway, uh, southwest a bit of Stonehaven, more west than south, I suppose. But uh, another really lovely set and had a lot of fun trying to get it right. <laughs> I spent a lot of time with this tune, and I think I still don't have it quite right, but it's uh, it's good. It's still a good tune, kind of hoping to revisit it a bit. Love these big variation sets from the 1730s. Uh, anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, look forward to the next common stock issue to get a kind of written up version of Pete Stewart's uh, discussion of David Young from the recent collogue over there uh, with LBPS. So I'm looking forward to checking that out and seeing what all I should have said in this episode. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Everything has gone through. There's, if you can't tell, this re- episode has been recorded over the course of a couple days, the talking parts. And uh, yeah, tomorrow's the day. It is now Thursday. I'm recording this and tomorrow we are closing on that house at 9am. So uh, my life's going to be a bit in a mess, but it sounds like we are going to have, not only are we going to get a Halloween episode out, but it might be the best Halloween episode ever. Thanks to, uh, some, some guests and, and really thanks to John Charles kind of coming in super clutch and, uh, asking people to, uh, contribute some things and some pretty incredible people. So I'm really looking forward to that Halloween episode and, uh, really looking forward to moving and setting up a new bagpipe office. Uh, at this point, I don't think like we should be able to keep on schedule, but if not, there's a, there's a lot of old tune or old episodes I've been kind of desperate to revisit. So we might, you might get a rerun here coming up, but hopefully not. I think, I think I'll be able to get everything set up, um, by the next time we have to do an episode. So anyway, if you want to support the podcast or support my move, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash way too twog and, uh, subscribe there. Uh, also this is a great time to buy one of my albums or something. Uh, I might even release this episode early. So it comes out on Bandcamp Friday. Uh, I've got four albums now. Uh, four is it? Yeah. Four albums just had Roly Poly come out and then Bannock's a barley meal pay the pipe maker and oysterize rat. So if you want to help me out on, uh, on Friday when this album drops, if you haven't bought an album yet, go do that. You can also get physical copies of three of the four. I still haven't put roly poly on physical copies yet, uh, but there'll be links in the descriptions. You can order those from Kunaki as well. So anyway, uh, everything's fine. Everything's totally fine. Um, big thanks to everyone for supporting the show, especially to Rob Felsberg. It's been just so fun to like get a chance to play these, uh, these quiet Piper small pipes. Like I honestly didn't know how much I wanted a really good set of small pipes until playing, um, until playing, uh, John Charles's set of quiet Piper pipes. And like, it's like, Oh, Oh, I actually really do want this. And it's been a heck of a lot of fun and musically satisfying to play through them. So, or play with them. Anyway, so here is Fetter Karen Reel, and we'll see you all in a couple weeks for Halloween episode. <laughs>